everyone. Welcome to Technically Inappropriate. Today's topic dives into how technology has failed us. Super relatable, right? Well, right on cue, Tony's setup leaves him on a delay that tries to derail the entire episode for this trio. So buckle up for a wild ride that may have you struggling to keep track of the plot. Without further ado, please enjoy this expedition that goes far deeper into software creation than anyone ever expected. <laughs> I mean, that still could work, especially if you're if you look at like Jagged Little Pill. I don't, I don't know. Alana well, Morissette and Penis Rocket probably won't, uh, probably wouldn't work. We should, we should cut this part of the more intro. Of like a bear kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Because Rob has, this, but anyway, Rob has, Rob has just done that awesome intro where everyone. He, he's slick, yeah. he's together, well, he's got his whole thing, he's done his ad reads, and the I first mean, thing they hear is that's Pierce right. Rocket and Alanis Morissette. <laughs> well, I mean, it's understandable because of that animation that he did for the video. It's true, absolutely. Alanis Morissette yeah. riding on the penis rocket. <laughs> <laughs> like a wild stallion off into the... Anyway, welcome to Tech Inappropriate. I don't know where you found the... Animator Rob. Oh, sorry, I'll stop talking. About you. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Welcome to Technically Inappropriate. Uh, obviously, uh, are we doing um, the you intro can tell yet? already by our opener. Oh no, the intro already happened. Remember that's, <laughs> that, all those things. <laughs> I'm so mad. Right, I'm gonna. I've got some enormous delay in the headphones, so I'm gonna see if I can take these off and just go to my speakers. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Can you oh, no, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely hear you then. Yeah, yeah, let me... Yeah, but we can also off. hear us. Oh, hang on. Let me leave and I'll come back. Yeah. Ask yeah. you that question. At okay. The Rob's going to take care of all this in post anyway. Exactly. I will, I will, just, <laughs> I will just stop this recording. Let's see if this works. So we can't hear us. You can hear us. Okay. I can hear you. Good. All right, we'll go with this for the day then. We'll have to get you some non-Bluetooth headphones, <laughs> but I think I'm going to keep that in there. It was. Oh no, I I have a set. Um, I have a set of the. Uh, oh yeah. The Windows 10 headphones. Um. I just there was something going like wrong with them. That the other thing that happened after the whole Travolta's jet incident. Um, mm -hmm. I had to uh, reinstall my phone. And um, I reinstalled my phone. I basically factory reset, add all the apps back. And so I think there is a setting that mm -hmm. I spent months finding for the Bose headphones that, you know, I, you make the change once and then you never make it again because it fixes the problem that you've right. got. You know, and then everything is perfect. And that point on, you know, now I don't know what the change is. So I'm just poking shit like a drunken monkey in the vain hope that maybe it starts working again. Oh. You know. Take, now, take drunken monkey, I also heard on Alanis Morissette in Idaho. <laughs> only in Idaho, though. That's the only place I could see that, man. I mean, so you watch Alanis Morissette and Nine Inch Nails in New York and Idaho. Tony, you've got quite the crazy life, man. Yeah, well, you know, oh, we're a still lot of feedback people are roadies to the Grateful yeah. Dead. I like following Penis Rocket. For sure. 
So here, yeah. this makes me wonder. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. We haven't started yet, right, Rob? I mean, go of for it. Not. Yeah. What, no. What's we're, the we're worst like concert you've ever been to? What's the worst live music show you've ever been to? Me? Anyone? The room uh, open to the room. Whew. So I had one, think. but it wasn't a. It wasn't an open concert. I was at some. I don't know whether it was a Microsoft event or whether it was an industry event. Uh, I can't remember. You know, it was a tech event, but I don't know if it was a, a Microsoft yeah. internal or just general tech event. And they paid some shit ton of money for the, this uh, performer to come up and perform. Mm -hmm. And no one in the room gave a shit about them. Right, because we're all there drinking beers. <laughs> it's just, beers, a, bunch of, it's just a bunch of pudgy consultants in khakis. <laughs> right, crapping on about product and dev work and all this stuff. And they just, they lost it. They absolutely lost their shit about the fact that no one was paying them any attention. Oh, like, I'm, I'm absolutely serious, Russ. They, they went batshit insane uh on it and they were like well i'm just going to walk off the stage if you people don't care and then the crowd and they, they just, said that the just was like, in the back of the room <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, but... okay all right so that's pretty good i was at uh i was at this wasn't the worst show i ever saw but it reminds me uh tony of uh i was at open world maybe 10 years ago or so a long time ago back in my oracle days and somehow i managed to finagle tickets to their like end of conference party like if you're an oracle person which i yeah. was at the time like you've got to go like sweet talk all your partners to find somebody who's got spare tickets to the big treasure island party right <laughs> and uh aerosmith was playing like on this big it's fucking aerosmith dude <laughs> damn yeah and and what's crazy is like Steven Tyler is a performer. Like he is he, it's corporate show. Who cares? Like he is scarves and wow. Like he is Steven yeah. Tylering it up. But the best part was uh, in the like at some point in the show he's trying to like do a little crowd work, and he's like, "Apple sucks," <laughs> and everyone's just sort of like, mm, "We're yeah, we're our we don't actually not really." Aren't that kind of a partner of ours? Yeah, was, kind of a... I feel like he was, you know, I appreciate where he was coming from. He was trying to relate to the crowd, but <laughs> he didn't quite get it. Yeah. Uh, I think the it's worst funny, show right? I ever went to was. Time. Okay. <laughs> worst show no, I ever I went to. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember where it was. It was either like Vegas or something where we were on like a, a trip and there was like, I, we heard UB40 was going to be playing someplace and we're mm -hmm. like, Okay, we'll go to this thing. Sure, why not? We'll pay the cover charge on this. And it wasn't a small cover charge. It was like, okay, and that, and we paid like that, 25 something bucks to get in there. The band name was actually WD40. <laughs> no, it was like it was some tribute band to W uh to WD40. Oh, not no. even I... <laughs> It's a UB40 cover band. Yeah, and so we're like this must be the kind of the open actor or whatever. And we're in there, we're having a couple drinks or whatever. We're trying to figure out what's going on. And it's then be confusing too because they're playing UB40 songs. And you're like these clips is clearly They weren't. Hello. Hello. Nice to meet you. Yeah, pleasure it, we're only going to uh, now it's technology files yeah so this will this will drop out at some point <laughs> and then we're be quick 
we're all going to be good. I really am sorry to interrupt your dinner. We also we can do this this week. I couldn't do it any sooner, but in the future I can do it an hour sooner. Okay, cool. We'll do that and see if we can get to rock through this. But yeah, well, but yeah, so we can also, and, we can and they were playing like their own music. We can also do a different day. You know, I'm not wedded to Mondays. You know, so yeah. if an, if a day works, yeah, Mondays works for me. Yeah. You know, so anyway, I, let's, so let's, I'm gonna, let's I want to hear Rob's worst concert ever, but uh, I pick I, when we were negotiating times early on. I was like, let's do this at my 10 p.m. Uh-huh. because then, like, my family's asleep or gone or doing their own thing. But what I have learned is I'm in the room right next to the bedroom, and Josie sometimes is trying to sleep. And she's okay, like, and I'm projecting. You <laughs> she's stupid like, podcast. I can't, I can't sleep until you. Fucking podcast. So it actually works out better for me if we do it. All right, earlier. we All will right, do earlier. Ever, Rob? Please. No, it's fine. I don't want to talk about it anymore. No. <laughs> it, 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 it was WD forty. That's where he was going. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the so no, they weren't even playing like UB forty covers yet. They were playing. Oh, we got our own music too, or whatever. And so, and then they started playing some covers, and we're like, wait a minute. Seems kind of shitty that they play a cover song for the band they're supposed to be opening for, and that's how we figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is not UB40. (laughs) No, it's like so we just got the fuck out of there. We're like, no, we're done with this. We're out. We're out. So yeah, that was the worst one ever. I've been in a bar where the band playing in the bar was so bad, I was able to uh, arrange a mini insurrection of people that. All had their credit cards out and said to the manager of the bar, said like, look, you pay the band, we'll pay you, but you just tell them to stop. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're far more talented, quiet. Please, please be that. Uh, (laughs) Hi, Rob, let's kick this shit show off. Absolutely. So, how is your guys' holidays? This is like... Like, this is the social hour piece. Uh, so, what oh. are we? How was your holidays, Russ? Go. Oh, it was great. And actually, uh, I took advice from one of you two. I think maybe it was you, Tony. And I bought my son a laser measuring tape or measurer. What's the word for it? That was you, Rob. I, I think it was it's Tony. Both of it's us. All Tony. 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 Uh, and he was delighted because you know he's a, he's in film. He's doing film productions, and it's actually an eminently useful tool if you're trying to like you know if you're in a you know if you're shooting in your space and you've got to do lighting and stuff oh yeah so yeah. it was like he opened it and was like huh and then i explained what it was and he was like holy crap <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> i didn't know this thing existed and so i appreciate the pro tip from our christmas special that's special i should i should put that out maybe for next christmas i, I didn't realize it'd be so useful already i'm sorry some, no one yeah, we, that. we need affiliate links stat. definitely absolutely yeah it, how's your it, holiday it, tony yeah my my holiday was uh was good um uh, i've had worse i've had better well actually no i haven't had better because <laughs> i sort of don't like the holiday thing um well, it's primarily because you've got to go and spend time with family, you know, and I moved 8,000 miles away from my family, and so now I've got to go spend time with other people's families, and it's like... Oh, let's even worse. I'm like, yeah, this is great, I, you know, 
I barely, I, I barely like myself. What makes you think I like you? <laughs> and, you, know, you got a high bar to clear, sir. But no, it, it was actually quite good. We were out at, uh, we were at a cabin. This is the one that uh, Russ, that uh, Rob and I have been systematically re-engineering. Oh yeah, destroying. Uh, uh, oh, re-engineering, well, yes. Re-engineering as <laughs> is a that, flimsy... Is that what they're calling it now? <laughs> well, it's re-engineering as a flimsy excuse to buy new tools, right? And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're, we're out there, and then they had the big ice storm up here in the Pacific Northwest, and, you know, we lost power for 36, you know, yeah. for, yeah, 36 hours or so. Uh but it actually was like quite okay because you know it's a cabin, so you got a wood-fired stove. You know, it yeah, I mean, it made me feel like you're I, off the grid. So yeah, it, it made me feel like I was a modern-day European. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> just across the border in Belarus. <laughs> yeah, you know, no power, oh. no electricity, no gas. Yeah, it was like I was like yeah yeah I'm yeah. getting my German on. You know, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> Were you like it, digging it a was... trench out front by the entrance? Just the just well, the Yeah, the schnauzers you? were. <laughs> schnauzers were off. Well, they're German to start with, so you know they're off in the bushes somewhere. You know, trying to get shit to march on Paris. And. Um, <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, it was. Uh, what about you, Rob? It, it was good. I, you know, I do like the the holiday break because um, uh, it, it's a chance for you to sort of turn off work and just say, you know, screw it. You know, mm-hmm. send me an email. I'll get back to it sometime in January. The, Sounds yeah, like a twenty twenty three problem. Even if you're not taking off, the expectations for responsiveness are very low, so you, you can. In fact, it might be wise to hoard your vacation days and work during that time, and then just not, but then just not respond to anything because nobody's expecting a response. I mean, that's usually what I do. I was in the Midwest for myself. I was a uh, negative seven Fahrenheit, 30, 35, 30 below with a wind chill. Like, <laughs> I, I, I had flashbacks to my days in Alaska where I'd, I'd go wait for the bus and wish I was going to die. I was like, the bus will either show up or I'll die. I'm fine either way as long as one happens right now. <laughs> well, Ruff, I sent Robert I, I sent Rob a text while we were out there, and it was minus 7 degrees Celsius at the cabin. Uh, Rob's like, oh, well, yeah, it's like minus 21 Celsius here. I'm actually thinking about putting on my budgie smugglers and going outside and having some sunbathing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, don't wear pants. wave that Alaskan really? thing in front of me. Ugh. Yeah, that was like That's I'm. A, it, I can be. Yeah. I can be. I can be Alaska macho when I want to be. But no, like everybody yeah. there, because I usually just wear shorts everywhere. Like all last winter when I went over there, that was like the first winter that Alice's family got to the experience the rob <laughs> i'm just out there in my shorts whatever don't care her alice's grandma's like you're a dingbat and i'm like yeah this time no i had pants on all kinds of stuff They're like whoa you're actually in pants i'm like yeah it's fucking freezing out here i don't do anything because i'm macho i'm just i'm always warm i am not warm now this is actually cold <laughs> I, I put one of those you know rob put one of those i've never 
one of those little uh, you know hand warmers that you you, you rip out of it, <laughs> slipped it in pot. under his budgie yeah. smugglers to keep it looking uh, respectable. <laughs> oh yeah, just to keep the salmon heated. Yes, keep the <laughs> yeah. just keep the taint warm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was my Thank holiday. Thank you for the callback on the budgie smugglers, by the way. I appreciate that. I, at some point, we'll have to. That is the only merch we'll have That's is merch. a pair of budgie smugglers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Technically inappropriate across the. <laughs> it'll just be Rob doing a set of three in each of the photos. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, excellent. So holidays are good. Everything else is good. Any other crazy stories, or shall we get into our topic of the day? No, I think I, felt like uh, I was I... talking to you earlier today, Rob, and I had a bunch of crazy stories, but I don't remember what they are now. <laughs> we got weeks. We'll do it again next time. <laughs> yeah. It's the, all right. The names, well, the names and the memories have been suppressed to uh, protect the retarded. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So today's episode, um, I want to talk about technology failures. Things like where just technology has kind of disappointed us. Um, much like uh, Tony's headphones, I, 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 I've still been very grumpy about like cell phones and how crappy they've come over the last, last decade or so. I feel like there's been almost nothing but the same bar of soap look about them. They don't do anything really interesting. They aren't really going anywhere. And just things that have so, really kind of failed you in time, like when you look at that. I, I, I think this is an what interesting you, what topic. What do you want your phone to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, we'll get to that. To we will get to that. He wants, okay. he, he wants to slide it above the hand warmer into the budgie smugglers and then have the vibrate function <laughs> right go there on. next to the budgies. That's what That's he wants right. to do. <laughs> so I gotcha. thought it was an interesting topic, actually, when you brought it up, because there's several aspects to technology failures, I think. You know, there's what the, the sort of the, the higher level view of it, which is. I was using technology, technology failed. Then there's mm -hmm. the, the slightly next level in, which is I didn't know how to use the technology and I failed. And then there's the, the <laughs> level further down, which is I tried to use technology for something that it wasn't designed for and it failed horribly, right? And, and, and so... <laughs> You know, I, I've had experience. Tony, level four is. Go ahead, Ross. Go. I, I was just going to say, level four is my Tesla is on fire. <laughs> so... That is a disappointment for sure. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> no one around you is disappointed, just you, because everyone else is like, burnt Tesla, burnt. I, I like what you're saying, Tony. I wonder in a, a couple, in, I'm, I'm not going to enumerate these use cases uh, again, but in cases where. The technology has failed me because I don't know how to use it properly. How much is that? How much of that is my fault versus the product designer's fault for making it inscrutable? I, no, it, it's a hundred percent your fault, and another hundred percent the fault of the people that didn't uh, document. <laughs> exactly, and yeah, right. yeah. So one of the things yeah. I rail against these days is that nothing is documented right you know you, mm -hmm. you they they give you um a device and then they say download our app and it can work well like 
Okay, yeah. great. I've got the app. What the hell does the app do? Right? There are these 17 <laughs> different buttons on the app, none of which have an icon that anyone that was born sometime <laughs> after, like, you know, 3000 BC, when the Egyptians were doing hieroglyphic, those Egyptians, they built good shit. Um, they did. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, I don't know what any of these buttons do. And then I hit them, uh, and then I work. So, yeah, let me give you a, a, a quick example. It's a, you know, I just discovered there's an, an augmented reality feature on my Unify, you know, uh, network app on my phone. So theoretically, what you can do is you can hit the IR button and then let it look at your, the stuff in your rack. And then it has some um, uh, images that let it know what the positional things are based on the accelerometers in your phone and everything that can then what it can do is you don't need to go to the web app anymore and try and say, all right, what the fuck was in port two, right? It'll actually highlight <laughs> port two for you. And then you can click on it in the okay. app. Theoretically, this is what's supposed to happen. As far as I can tell is you can touch the port <laughs> and tell you what the Sounds port like is, here. right? Right. But none of the stuff is documented. There, there's no explanation. It says move your phone around so it can see the rack. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. You know, I move it around and it's like nothing happens. And then at some point I, I did something and a little part of a blue circle started to appear. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and I'm like, it was so frustrating. I never actually ever got it to work properly because it wasn't telling me. Yeah, the only solution is to watch three hours of YouTube videos to understand what the thing is supposed to do because there's no nothing written down, which is a pet peeve of mine. I don't want to watch I want to scan text. I. Exactly, I, I'm with you, Russ. It's I, I hate the whole, you know. You go to to Google and you say, you know, how do I ensure? How do I, you know, tie my budgie smugglers so they don't fall off, right? And <laughs> what you would expect is that some dickhead would have written a uh, an article on it and said, what you need to use is a constrictor knot, right? No, instead, what you have is 75 videos of dudes tying their budgie smugglers and some of them are shorts which are like youtube's busted ass TikTok clone and some of them are like <laughs> right, well, the first 17 minutes of this video are me telling you what budgie smugglers are thanking my sponsors <laughs> uh doing an ad read for like established yeah. titles and then going off and you know talking about well okay this is a string and you take mm -hmm. a string and you, if you get <laughs> another string you can tie them together now by tie what i mean i'm like oh for fuck's sake you know it's it's a three <laughs> second explanation that should have been two paragraphs of text and you've dragged this thing out to like 15 minutes of video 
you know, well, you, and you didn't go more than 15 minutes because you know that's at the point where the YouTube algorithm kicks that's you back out again, yeah. right? And I'm like, oh, for right. fuck's sake. So anyway, coming back to the point of today's episode. Right? <laughs> um, we, we, we may get there. You know, it, it's, I, you know, that was an example of like poorly documented technology. It's like, it's, it might be a great idea. The devs probably had three-quarter mongrels when they wrote it. And, you know, everyone thought that, you know, it's great. But no one in the real world knows how to use it because there's no explanation. There's no nothing in the app. It's not documented. There's nothing in a page anywhere you can go that says, here is specifically what you need to do. You know, and I saw this... You know, when I when I was leaving Microsoft, it's like they stopped investing in user education and said basically, oh, the apps and the UI itself should be able to tell you what it is, what it does. I said that's great. You know, the UI should be able to tell you what it does. The trouble is, is that none of these companies spend money on UI experts to work out what it is. So the mm -hmm. guy that designs the UI is Rob. With two fingers poked in his whoa, eyes. Whoa, 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 whoa! And you know, <laughs> when I, I I did a change to File New, the File New experience in Visual Studio, and uh, uh, we had three UI designers. We did lab work. We had people, you know, the, where you have the big glass screen, the one-way mirror, and yeah. you bring right. people. In. We did all of that work to work oh, so out, you did and the then user we, interviews and okay. Yeah, and we track clicks and everything to work out whether we were being more efficient and, you know, was it self-explanatory, mm -hmm. what we were doing, so that did the UI explain to the user what they had to do. And that's very expensive. That costs a lot of money to do that. And Microsoft, sure, they could, they could afford it because, you know, they're a multi-billion dollar company. You know, Microsoft. Right, one hung Lowe's app dev team that's, based out of buttfuck Alaska is not going to spend a million dollars <laughs> on no, UI right. to go and, you know, do that yeah. testing. So I, I, I think you're, you know, I mean, coming back to your point, Russ, I think you're right. I think it's not a, it, it's, it's a failure of the app, not you as the user. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do think there's probably, uh, there's, probably a middle ground for mid or small or mid-sized product companies to do more user interviews or user interactions mm -hmm. user research that is just not getting done because to your point tony it's ex it's perceived as expensive and it is expensive if you're trying to do what microsoft is doing which is you know double blind glass wall ab you know lock you know all focus group type stuff but just having a 30 minute conversation with someone who's using your software or product and saying, can I just watch you use this? Well, I think you can get a lot of insight from that Yeah. without it costing a lot of money. I think that was the idea of why they started moving towards telemetrizing everything. Right. So mm -hmm. they add a lot of things in there where they know, frankly, how many clicks you're doing to get through from mm -hmm. one thing to another. Um, some of it is, you know, how many errors they're seeing come back. Mm -hmm. Uh, is obviously either not working or could be done better. I don't know. It's a good point, I, but I do I remember doing all of this user studies. 
Right. I, I don't think telemetry is the solution to it because, you know, telemetry doesn't tell you what user frustration is, right? You know, no, when I, we, yeah. you know, we, I, I remember a great story that came, you know, story and experience, you know, I lived it, uh, from when we introduced um, ADO or active data objects uh, in Visual mm -hmm. Basic, and then we did the .NET version of it, you know, active data objects .NET, because, you know, once you get a, a trademark, you slap it on everything. And um, <laughs> Sorry, we built this thing, but the devs and the program managers that were involved with it, they did speak to users. They did chat to the people that they would, you know, that they interacted with. Yeah, but those guys, those people they spoke to were the top tier of people that they spoke to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they knew yeah, everything. Right. They understood Actual everything. Users. And they were like, well, we need a three-tier model here. We, you know, ideally, it should be N-tier. We should be able to have multiple layers in the middle, blah, blah, blah. Right? And so they built this thing. And I remember the watching the actual user test. They went and got users from here in Seattle. And they put them in the room with the, the silver mirror, the one-way mirror and everything. And they had a senior dev from an insurance company, this lovely lady and she actually burst into tears during the dev process during the, the, the follow the script do this she actually burst into tears because she couldn't do what they were asking her to do and she thought she was a you know a power user and she was like let's not get it wrong she was very competent and everything but the thing they had built was so wrong because it was targeted at the wrong people. That, and I remember in the meeting with the other PMs afterwards, uh, they're talking about how, oh, we can tweak this, we can tweak that. I'm like, look, you fucks. When a customer <laughs> bursts into tears using your product, that's nature's way of telling you the design is wrong. This is so right? <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but but that's the problem, Rob. Is when you talk to like segmentation and understanding your market is so important to understand the data that comes back, and that's why I don't think telemetry mm -hmm. can deal with that because to make telemetry work, you have to cut all the the personally identifiable information off it, right? Because mm -hmm. otherwise, right. nobody Usually. would sign up for it, right? And so you exactly. don't know, are all the failures coming from your top 1% of users or are they coming from your bottom 1% of users, right? You know, in terms of skill in, in using your product, you don't know that. Now, you can proxy it by saying, well, somebody that does a lot of backspaces is probably somebody that's not a... But, you know, look, I... Is I, me. I was... <laughs> Yeah, right, I, I, I've been there, I've done this, I've looked at a lot of like stuff. You know, we instrumented the crap out of Visual Studio and it was hard to tell from the instrumentation that what was valuable from a design perspective versus what was valuable from uh, uh, like, let's not make it fail, right? You know, click mm -hmm. OK, fail, 
that telemetry is perfect because it can tell you what the situation was, what happened, what the error was, and so on. But what choices did they make to get there? Well, you can go back a little bit of, well, why did they choose that, though? Was it a string of text in a dialogue box that led them to pick A or B? Well, you don't know that because you don't get what's in the mind of the person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, right. it's, real, it's, it's really fucking hard to do that. And that's why it's expensive, you know, to, to, to do this sort of stuff and, yeah. and get that, that data. You've got to put people in a room. You've got to watch them. Mm -hmm. uh, and you've got to do it in a way and you've got to ask them to do things that don't lead them down the path, right? You can't get there and say, you know, for like, you know, the, the, the data example, you can't tell them now add a middle tier data object or add a middle tier business object because you've now told them that the business object should be in the middle tier. And when they look at the, you know, the menu, it says, middle tier or it says business objects they choose that right what you've got to tell them is to say well implement a 10 percent sales tax on all of your orders right that mm -hmm. should be a middle tier business object that's not a data tier thing it's not a client thing it needs to be a middle tier business object you know but you didn't tell them where to stick it mm -hmm. it it's a real hard problem <laughs> you know <laughs> This is starting to sound like how I'm trying to write stories for yeah. for our developers. Uh-oh. <laughs> Where I'm like, I know I've been I've done this. I know how it should be done. I'm trying to articulate the problem I want solved without explicitly telling you how it should be solved, even though I've got real opinions about how it should be solved. Oh no, fuck that. So you need about to tell you? Dev exactly what they need to do yeah. because otherwise they'll go rogue and implement some random shit, <laughs> right? You'll tell them, like, Next I need you to add yes. one to this. And what they'll do is they'll go implement a system to add any integer or floating point or complex number oh. <laughs> to the value that you have. And you could do it in non-Euclidean geometry because that's an interesting problem. And devs like to solve oh, that. Sure. They don't yeah, want and to they get actually wrote their own language. Plus so one in there, you fucks. <laughs> And by the way, it's going to have a JavaScript engine. As mm -hmm. well, Tony, just Absolutely. Oh, oh. And next you know, Russ, you're going to have some lady in a room. <laughs> One of your users you have some lady in a room crying. And then it'll all be your fault because now you've been warned. The next thing you know, your Tesla's on fire. The next thing you know, your Tesla's on fire. So what about you, Russ? What do you think is a te technology that's disappointed you? Oh, oh, we're still we're still doing this. Okay, mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so I was involved in this conversation, so now I'm not sure that. I have to <laughs> now you're afraid to bring one. Yeah, no kidding. It's a it's a harsh crowd, but uh, it is. It, yeah. it's a safe we'll, space. We'll, we'll be we'll, we'll play nice. Space. You can say anything for you somebody. Want, Ross. Just don't be an idiot. <laughs> that's, that's, a tall, that's a really tall order dude well i am I'm, I'm totally drawing a blank rob you're gonna have to come back to me on this all right hear, let's hear your example all right lean forward and when you do um let's see i ah, <laughs> got you. you at it <laughs> yeah. no. uh so back back on the little bit of uh car audio technology and kind of where phones and all that integrate at this point 
I'm at a point where I'm absolutely frustrated. I don't whoa, know what whoa, to whoa. do Let's step about back. this whole thing. Right. Let's step back a mm -hmm. second, Rob. I'm interested to hear the story. Yeah. Are you talking about car audio as in the head unit, amplifier, speakers? Yeah. Or are you talking about the steaming pile of fetid dingo's kidneys, which is called Bluetooth? Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit of Bluetooth, but it's a lot of, at this point, you've got like Android auto and you've got like CarPlay from, from Apple. I think that's the right one. CarPlay. And yeah, yeah. like, uh, and my Subaru is just garbage with any of them. Uh, they got the Starlink system and it's slow, dog ass slow. Um, half the time I'll plug my phone in and it'll sit there to be like, you know what? Oh shit. Something's on the USB. No, we don't detect that. <laughs> or no, it's like no. What does it says? It says un uh, unsupportable. I'm like, that's what you just put on the screen. And then after a while, it's like, oh no, you're 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 uh, you're Android Auto. You're fine. Come on in. But you can't use any of your buttons now. Like all your buttons are locked, or the screen is locked, or something. <laughs> and I'm just like, how the fuck did we get here? It's it's literally just a pastor over a USB. Like. Get the like, give it to the phone and get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> because well, no, the problem is the problem is is test you. matrices, right? You mm -hmm. know, you've got uh, you've got one head unit that accepts an input. You know, and they test right. with three phones, right? They test with an iPhone, they test with a Pixel, and they test with a Samsung. And if you have anything other than that, you know. But that's Somebody what I have. Red... I have all three of those. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> those are the three let's, phones let's, I have. Let's step back again. You are just one of life's victims. Right. I am. Please whip me. So, I mean... <laughs> but so I'm with you, right? Look, as somebody that uses a Gen 1 sync unit, I feel your pain. Like, I'm... I'm mm -hmm. here to go all Bill Clinton on your ass. Well, actually, that's probably not a great right. uh, saying. Uh, I'm here to go... You play saxophone? I, I, or should I get you I, a... I feel your pain. No, no. Let's, let's move off. Exactly. <laughs> eternal rule number... One of these moments Tony regrets one. things. <laughs> eternal rule number one. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, <laughs> but... You know... That's the problem with the test matrix part of things, right? When you start, because, you know, I don't know about you, Russ, but I know Rob has implemented stuff based on a spec, based on what a standards organization has said. Mm -hmm. Here is the 7,000 pages of stuff that actually only describes 55% of what uh, we expect it to do. And... Yeah. You only work out what the remaining 45% it's supposed to do is by connecting to stuff that one of the original spec authors has built. And then at that point, they go, oh, yeah, okay, well, we'll include that bit of data in Rev 3 of the document, you know. Yeah. <sighs> so, but, yeah, like, the standard has been around for, like, five, six years at this point, right? Like, it's not new. And it still feels oh, like we're, we're fighting the same Bluetooth bugs. Been around for the better no, part just, of 10 just years. The... No, no, and I'm just talking about the... 
I'm, I'm just talking about like just the the the, the mobile app platform that you run on with these things, right? And it does. It doesn't. Ju- it, but you're not wrong. It doesn't just take over your the USB plug. It also takes on Bluetooth for some reason. It needs both. Like I can't. I have to have Bluetooth and connected through USB to make all this shit work. I mean, what what the fuck are we doing with this stuff? Like they can't get this like figured out. It's driving me insane. And well, like, you have. Like, I just have want re- to work. You have the reality. I'm gonna crash my fucking car that, just trying to figure out where I'm at. You know, you have the reality of the fact that when Bluetooth came out, it didn't have a particularly high bandwidth. You know, and so to mm-hmm. do Android Auto or CarPlay, they said, "Well, you have to plug it in to get the the bandwidth we need to be able to do it." And that's why you have bunches of cars which don't support uh, Android and CarPlay over, uh, you know, Android Auto and CarPlay over Bluetooth because, you know, when the devs and you have to, you know, the car industry is completely is an interesting industry because they start work on stuff, you know, ten years before the car actually ships. And then they have to support mm-hmm. it for 20 years after it ships, you know. Uh, and so that's Unless why you Ford end up with Suzuki. Well, you know, again, <laughs> sync Gen 1 user. <laughs> I, I'm with you, right? I know. <laughs> um, but, you know, technology fails. And this is why I asked the question right up front about which level is it? You know, is it the technology yeah, yeah. itself failed? Is it, you know, and a lot of the fails that I have had in the last six months have been bad programming problems. You know, have mm-hmm. bad programming. You know, I mean, in, in fact, this you mean morning, like complex programming problems or bad. No, just poor, just poor standards, right? When you do, okay. if you do a web query on something. Right, you should have a timeout on it. You know, I had this problem with my Roomba mm-hmm. today. So what we have, Russ, is we have a, a Roomba out of the cabin, and what that does is basically just every couple of days, it just drives around the cabin and picks up all the dust and everything, and then you know after you've been there, you know it, it it'll pick up all the the leaf and dirt and stuff that you've tracked into the cabin but mostly during the time it just wanted that well it gave me an option and I, mm-hmm. I forget what the option was to click on but when i clicked on it it went and did a web call it, it did a, a call to a remote server and i got the little spinning thing mm-hmm. and it sat there spinning for the better part of you know 45 minutes and i know what it you know I don't know the exact code path, but I can guarantee you what it was is it did a call. The call failed for some reason, and the app... And now it's just hanging out it, waiting for... The app didn't set a timeout. It just, and Windows does this all the time. <laughs> like, I'm not complaining about the Android app. There is vast swaths no. of the Windows code base that has... There was an option to set a timeout, and the dev put, like, zero in, which says no timeout, wait and wait until the heat death of the universe Wait to for you know for it to come back right and it just spanned there and so there are these bad programming decisions that occur and it's like all right if you're going to do a remote query there should be 
a service level agreement, there should be an expectation of the amount of time, right? And somebody should have sat down and said, okay, you know, we want to you know, we want to handle like the shittiest network in the world. So we're going to connect our phone to AT and T, and we're going to say, how long does that take? And we're just going to run it a few times and see what it does. It's like, okay, it took five seconds. All right, great. We'll set the time out to ten seconds, and then we'll we'll put a, a mm-hmm. you know a little bit of telemetry on it. To say, okay, how many times did 10 seconds time out here, right? And that's when you start getting into A-B things. Like, okay, well, what we'll do is we'll raise the time out to 20 seconds and we'll raise it for some group of people and we'll raise it to 40 so seconds. Check all the other APIs. Groups, right? And then you'll see whether or not it gets back and works, right? And you use it. That's what telemetry is good for. But they don't do this type of thing because nobody, everyone, everyone that writes this software, everyone that writes a web app, everyone, every dev that builds a website or an app or whatever assumes you're sitting a bee's dick from a 5G tower that has, you know, fiber connected back to the, like, to the, the you know, an OC3 or whatever it is, main internet you know backbone right and so they never ever deal with the fact that you might be on a link that's bouncing up and down you know my brother has to deal with all the time he works for one of the bigger airline companies and yeah all the stuff that they have to run with and click with out on the runway that stuff doesn't work it's great tower so i gotta i gotta incorporate bees dick into my vocabulary because that's fantastic oh yeah bees dick is amazing thank you I've been, yeah, I've been using it for at least short, 10 years now. It, it's a very short do distance. Do you think... I, I, in this example... Oh, 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 that's clarifying. I can't hear you tell all these Australian idioms. So. The bees in Australia? <clears throat> massive <Gigantic>. dicks. <laughs> huge, huge. They're just wings with... <laughs> they shouldn't be able to fly. So. Hung, hung like moose. <laughs> I was just thinking about when I we were, I took my family to Australia a few years ago, uh, Tony, and we were along the Gold Coast, and there was a sign uh, warning about uh, saltwater crocodiles. Uh, we were in some like you know river estuary that was feeding into the ocean and my one of my kids was freaking out and i was like don't worry the sharks are going to eat you before the alligators do (laughs) there was a uh uh, so there was a a great forex ad which is a queensland beer um you know because queenslanders can't spell so they use four x's and um (laughs) uh the ad basically was a guy that you know that he dropped his six pack they were out fishing in a big flood flooded area and he dropped his six pack in the the water and he had to go out and get it and he asked his mate and he said uh you know is it safe you know and the mate said oh yeah it's fine you know get the beer and so what about the crocs you know the saltwater crocs he's like ah oh, don't worry about them yeah. and he opens the forex and starts drinking he says sharks ate them weeks ago yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. 
lovely. The, that's it. <laughs> so, do you ever think of a technology, uh, Russ? I do, but I actually wanted to come back to what uh, okay. Tony was talking about in this example mm-hmm. of you know programmers not putting a timeout in, or you know uh, what seems like fairly simple. In your, in it sounds like this happening even at you know a large enterprise like Microsoft, right? Maybe it's less. Maybe that is or isn't surprising. But I'm wondering, like, where the resp- where does the responsibility lie in um, requiring that that timeout be in place? Is that happening at the you know when it's being spec'd out? Is that a responsibility of the developer who's actually implementing it? Like, where where in the chain? Because it, it's almost like it's the tragedy of the commons, right? Yeah. Or it's the diffusion of responsibility. Maybe is the word I'm looking for, right? Like nobody he- nobody said it has to have a timeout. So nobody put it in. I'm sure the spec. So I'm just wondering where you think that. Where do you think in the process that needs to be specified? You, you you end up with I think two answers, right? You end up with the 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 program manager answer, which is like it's just good code quality for you to write code that way. You know, I don't need to tell you to put yeah. a semicolon at the end of every line, right? You know, when I tell you to do a a connection. You know, the expectation is that you've written error yeah. handling and well, done all that stuff. Well, and then on the flip we, side, we, you, you, we're expecting you to use industry best practices, even though those are not spelled out or defined in any clear mm-hmm. way. But right, a, right. A simple, it, simple way to respond. Yeah, It's a bit of a hand wave, right? And then there's the dev mm-hmm. side of things, which is generally it comes up when they get blamed for not doing it properly. And then their response is, so, well, you didn't tell me to do it. Uh, it's like, oh, come on. Actually, they probably know? did. They probably did if they, like, because what usually happens is whatever you write is written on top of someone else's standards. And so you get this layer cake that some at some points becomes a layer cake of shit, right? Like, you have the original standard that says, like, we're going to do this, and the expectation is responsible this time, or we just give up right and so the thing that's built on top of that goes oh well that's how that standard works but i'm gonna build it like this i'm gonna do this one little thing that's a little different Mm -hmm. or whatever right and then maybe or maybe i don't actually like keep on eye on the on the api and like when that when that socket closes and gives up uh we didn't actually do proper with our memory and then the next layer above that's like oh well that guy didn't goes back to what tony said at the beginning no one wrote the fucking documentation for this thing which is built on this other standard so now this layer kick is shit till finally you're like three layers up on top of the socket that gave up a long time ago and somewhere in here someone didn't actually clean up any of their memory and then the person above here is just like well i'll wait forever because no one told me i should actually time this out at some point and now right. you got this whole yeah and, and chain of responsibility is insane right there like i'm a program manager i'm not a dev right there are far smarter devs than i am that can talk about you know, how do you flow errors up a stack properly? You don't throw exceptions. How do you do all that handling, blah, 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 right? And, right. But that's what Rob's saying is the reality is, is that, you know, you're programming against a particular API that has no timeout on it. But at some point in that stack, there is a timeout capability specified. And the devs that wrote that intervening piece either just ignored it ate it, did whatever, because they said, oh, it'll never time out, you know? 
we're right under the tower. Yeah. We've never seen it time out, you know, so we'll just, mm-hmm. we'll just assume it never times out, right? That dev that's on the top, that's right against that top-level API, they don't know. The dev that's right. responsible yeah. has already taken their enormous bonuses and layoff packages and has left to go work for a different company. And different so, <laughs> right, so nobody really knows what's going on in that. You know? And so that's where you end up with the bug case where somebody enters a bug saying like, this thing never times out. And then, you know, typically the dev lead will give it to the most junior dev because it's a shitty problem to debug. And, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want any of their more senior guys that, uh, you know, can annoy them. So, you know, your intern dev will be responsible for going to find what the issue is. And then when this they find their, it, they'll, this is their project yeah. for the summer. Right. They'll log a bug against the team that owns the code. And then none of those devs yeah. want to fix it because it's not interesting. And so what they'll do, and this comes back to me at this point. Because then it'll go to some program manager that will say, well, yeah, that's a a priority five uh, nice to have bug that we'll fix sometime in 3037. I give you a real real example. It's it's in the backlog. Yeah. I give you a real real example if you guys want to hear one. Of where I was, because I built at the bottom of the stack because I used to be a Windows, you know, uh, kernel developer did drivers. We had built a driver around um, a feature for location, and we would prop everything up. Everything worked. We did all the right code. We put out this is how you specify. This is where you kind of come in and do it. Like you, this is where you come in and like this. You get your memory chunk here. This is where you put your pointer. You get that information back, and then it works. Well, we were having crashes in kernel and kernel. Uh, and Colonel brought us in. It's like, hey, your API is, is blowing up. And we're like, what do you mean? It's doing something weird. Well, what people were doing that were developing against us, they'd go and go, hey, give me that location. Cool. I'll drop that immediately and go. Because we'd be like, we'd literally give them a full pointer so they always had access to the location, you know, API. And mm-hmm. when we go to return that, that, that pointer... They had already walked away, and so we basically have a blown exception all the time because that memory would either – sometimes it would go up and go, okay, and get cleaned up, but sometimes it would get cleaned up before we'd return because we are waiting on a GPS or a Wi-Fi resolver or something like that. And so people weren't using us the way we were specified, and we had made a mistake on how we cleaned up. But just proves people look at it and go, oh, I just need this one little thing. This is how I want to use it. And th- I'm not saying they're wrong. Maybe we went and figured out a way to, that we could cover both cases. But, like, that's not how we were designed or built. And when we sent the specification, you're going to come to us. We're going to give you a memory pointer. And you can literally feed off of the COM port for the location you want. And when you're done, you can clean this up and leave. But they were just coming for the first resolve, and they would go away. It was like, oh, cool. That's where I'm at. That's all I care about. I'm out. And we're like, but all this stuff we were going to give you. This is what we do. <laughs> so, it, and so we, shiny. yeah, and it's like they were simply not using us the way we respect. And we never thought anyone would, like, mm-hmm. on the, I'm on the lower end of this case. We didn't think any idiot would just come for like one location point. Like, that's not, that's a mm-hmm. lot of buildup for this API. You have way easier ways to get this than use us, but you're using us. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. There, there, there is, like, there is no easier way than using exactly what some other fragment of code did. 
<laughs> right. You yeah. know, there, there was some <laughs> other part of Windows which actually did it this way, and everyone just cut mm. and pasted the exact same code. I think if you went through yeah. Windows, you know, because Windows is 70 million lines of code now or something, you know, if you went through mm -hmm. there, there's probably a good 10 million or so lines of code, which would be absolutely fucking identical. You know, <laughs> that, because all they've done is gone. Right. You know, and we Rob knows, you, you don't know, but they, what they've done is they've gone into slime. They've looked at how the code was written. They've just cut and pasted right. that into their app or their like API and then called the lower level APIs the same way that some guy that got fired for incompetence did because he was the only person that he was the first person that used it. You know, yeah. uh, well, this is in, 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 sorry, in, go ahead, Rob. In, in the applied in the applied world, it's the same thing except you know it's just it's repeated code, but it's copied and pasted from Stack Overflow as opposed to some internal code base, right? But... Most code comes from Stack Overflow. <laughs> Swear. Well, it, GPG you know, chat it, now. It, exactly. It, it's, an, it's an interesting point that, um, you know, we would talk about, in Visual Studio, we would talk about how our dev processes were not at all like, and Windows would tell us this all the time, Oh, well, we can't do it this way because we're not the same as our customers. You know, and it's like... We'd say that. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't want to use I've the tools the way the tools are built. You want to use them some other way. And that's Where's because... the kernel team, bro? You know, that's because, well, no, it existed solely because seven years ago, your architect had a pissing match with our architect. And therefore, and then you said, yeah. fuck you, and went your own way, right? No, uh, we screamed, developers, 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 and we got our no, way. Let's not, go <laughs> let's not go monkey dance on this, right? Um, uh, fair enough. You know, to an extent, I, I bought into that. It's like, yeah, you know, it, there's a difference between building your insurance adjusting app and building, you know, the the you know the, the 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 driver layer in windows i i get the difference between things but the same problems exist just how harsh you have to be in solving them changes right because when rob's team fucks up the api for location it doesn't just fuck up the insurance adjusting app it fucks up every mm -hmm. app every customer in the the two billion windows machines it screws that per those apps over because location mm -hmm. was done mm -hmm. uh, and so it's a hard again there's a, <clears throat> it is a hard problem <clears throat> excuse me it's a hard problem to be a platform you know being an app is easy being a platform's hard mm -hmm. and True. you know that's the that's, I think, where a lot of these technology things fail is bringing it around, gentlemen, I'm bringing it around to like wrap this mm -hmm. thing up. See. Um, they want to be, be platform, but they don't want to t have the discipline of being platforms. They want to do you the know, and, Right. And, and that's, I think, where, you know, 
like what you end up with is you end up with these apps that are built by multiple teams and some team lower down in the app wants to be a platform and they want to tell the rest of the team to use their stuff and we're going to be the core platform mm -hmm. for the app but they then because they're all app devs they don't think about how to be a platform they think about well like yeah okay we fucked right. it up we'll just push an update out and we'll fix that you know uh, and yeah all of this tech debt Not just related. gets no you know just just gets stunk over in the rest yeah. of the the app hierarchy makes sense yeah that's a really good uh callback too to rob's intro where he rapped about how hard it is to be a platform yeah well no i agree well i mean heck we've had, uh, so two twofold uh, one this went way deeper into the technical side than I thought we would. I know, we're, we're supposed to be old and all we talk about is get off our lawn, but I think we went far deeper into the, the, the tech of this than I thought we would. And the other one, Russ, got any or are you, you good? Oh, I, yeah. Oh, you're talking about tech failure? Yeah. I know we're running out of time. No, we got I, time. My tech failure is, is uh, as we were talking, I realized it is, in fact, the Bluetooth uh, headset or earpiece that i use daily is an absolute turd yeah it's like ver i like the version one it's like a jaybird vista mm -hmm. and i i uh i had version one and i loved it and then but it's easy to lose the little earbuds and i eventually lost them and i got version two because you know that's surely better and it's a hot turd but it, it, it's the problem is it fails it fails me in many different ways but intermittently and just enough to keep me using it oh, as opposed to just replacing it, right? That is the what I should best do is just be like, "Fuck failure. this thing." That is the best part of like, failure. God damn it! It's not connecting, or it's connecting to the wrong device, and you know, it's irritating, but not enough that I'm going to throw it out the window and right. try something that actually works. No, I, I agree. I, I think at this point we've kind of learned that all of all the technology failures revolve back to the either the OS it's on or the fucking Bluetooth standard it's trying to or run Bluetooth. against. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Russ has actually I mean, I brought tried. up... Yeah. Russ has brought up quite a, quite a good point. And this is the problem of moving from one version to another. Is, you know, you have a bunch of problems with your V1, right? But you have a bunch of features that your market wants that you need to add in v2 how do you balance mm -hmm. the fix the problems in v1 so that you can move to v2 mm -hmm. and that's you know so what i would do in, you're in right VS that's a shit i deal with every day you know, i i i was a pm on uh, for this is rob knows but russ i was a program manager on vside on the the ide part of visual studio and every version that we did we would sit down i would bring the team the the lead devs together and we would go through every bug that we had declined to fix in that release you know in mm -hmm. the previous release and we would triage every single one of them and say okay is yeah. this important for like what we want to do and then we would start each release with a set of bug debt that we had to pay down to, for us to mm -hmm. move into what we wanted to do in the next release, you know, and yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that Microsoft did stuff very well, 
um, <laughs> because clearly, you know, we shipped uh, Windows ME um, and several other products, which people probably want to nail awesome. my testicles to the wall for. And, you know, I, <laughs> but we did have some of that rigor. And then after, after they fired Rob for just general incompetence, Negligence. Um, yeah, yeah, deliberate sabotage, others may have said, but I don't think he was smart enough to think it through that way. And look um, all good to me. They, they switched the whole thing to like this agile model. And then it stopped, we stopped doing all of that stuff. And so in the years just before mm -hmm. I left, it, we stopped doing that rigor of addressing tech debt and, and so on. And, and mm -hmm. now I, I think that is endemic in the industry. I have um, a, an Amazon Fire Stick, you know, that uh, is quite a good actual little device. But the software has gotten progressively worse over every update they have released. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's gotten progressively worse in the sense that, oh, I don't have the feature to connect this or do that or whatever. What I'm talking about, the Fire Sticks, the reason the Fire Stick exists is to take an internet stream and display it on a TV. There's no other reason for it to exist. And it's gotten progressively mm -hmm. worse at doing that. I'm getting audio desyncs where the video and the audio don't match that you can fix by simply skipping back 10 seconds and then the software resyncs and, you know, you run another half hour mm -hmm. and then it suddenly desyncs again. I'm getting stuttering. I'm getting, you know, it's just a case that I think there's like a bunch of stuff that they haven't done or they ignored so they could add additional features or they could do this other Be stuff because they're pri what you're saying is they're prioritizing new features over tech debt right and that's always going to be if you're a, a product manager or a c-level dork like rob Shut up. you only care about <laughs> new features <laughs> and new flashy i stuff. need new wipes to wipe my ass man yeah no that makes sense no i agree yeah and, actually and, i i and, think and, go on Oh, I'm saying, and, and Rush, you're exactly correct in the sense that I used to say, you know, that nobody wanted to be a setup dev at Microsoft, even though it was the most important part of actually getting the product on a customer's machine. You know, every yeah. dev that had to work on setup, <coughs> you know, they all Moved. acted like, yeah, I must have a third leg or a you know, a fifth nostril like an, or something. <laughs> you know, there's some like, I defect these, that words. I have why I work on setup. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. it's because doing setup shit, doing bug debt, doing that code hygiene, doing all that stuff, that's not sexy. You can't point to something and go, yeah, you see mm -hmm. that slightly bluer color? You know, it was blue before, but now it's slightly bluer. That's me. I did that. You know, that's the new feature that yeah. I delivered. You know, and now you can Rather actually see the going, text from the background, yeah, the right? That, yeah, the fact that the app no longer crashes, that's not sexy. Nobody wants to listen to that. And it, it's I, I'm sort of disappointed that we don't you know, do it this way. You know, we we don't focus on code quality, we don't focus on code hygiene, we don't focus on dealing 
with bug debt. And I don't I've... blame the, the PMs and the marketing people and the devs because the customers, if the customers wanted that quality, they would demand that with their dollars, but they don't. They want the flashy new thing, they'll cycle it through, and that drives this whole destructive mm -hmm. like cycle that occurs. You know, we need better customers. Which also includes version two must surely be better. better so I'll just get version two. You, yeah. you, you both have opened up a Pandora's box of things I want to bring up. All right, I'm, I'm closing yeah, up the like topic take... for the day. But there's... <laughs> yeah, like, can you, land, you gotta land the plane. Yeah, I'm landing the plane life. here, but <laughs> I love where this has taken us. I, I came in just to complain about a couple of problems I've been having with some things. And <laughs> you know, I'm really mad and, at my audio system and, in my car. I know, totally. <laughs> this thing sucks. I don't even think that was where it kind of started. I was just giving an example. I can't remember what it was at the moment um, now because I'm so excited about this, where we're taking this. But so, one, I've learned we're probably way more geeky than I thought we were. Sorry, guys. And then, uh, two, uh, our first merch is gonna be uh, budgie smugglers. So sorry that that's happening. With, with uh, like a little, uh, a little, it's time to with a little pocket for the hand warmer. Oh yeah, right in under that the is Bluetooth enabled. <laughs> right, so you got Bluetooth enabled you got pocket warmer <laughs> with your, uh, you know, with your banana hammock in it. There's a little pocket that you can slide the the hand warmer into. You know. and the Bluetooth tells us how much. How much uh, power is still left in it, it but it just always cycles and never tell, actually tells us the real answer. <laughs> I, I look forward to Russ telling now us. Now you're talking about these it, hand warmer pockets. I look it's forward to Russ telling us that he. I, I look forward to Russ telling us that his uh, hand, his, uh, you know, uh, kielbasa is now burst into flames. <laughs> now listen. <laughs> The first thing I'm going to do with my branded budgie smugglers is put one of those uh, car air fresheners in that hot pocket that you're describing, Tony. <laughs> well, I, I would wash them. Absolutely. You, you'd know that Rob would have worn them first just to give them a, make them all oh, yeah, like bitch comfy. For QA. Them. Yeah. Remember, my background comes from QA. Territory. I just need you to know that. <laughs> I feel like some budgies have been smuggled already. Yeah, a little smuggled. Where do you think they get the name? Uh, gentlemen, it has been a an absolute heckin' pleasure. This has been phenomenal. I I think I know a couple of the next topics. Uh, I want to work with that. Tony, get your goddamn headphones fixed so you're not uh, like two seconds behind us because of the echo cancellation. And we'll see you all both yeah. next week. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks a lot. See you later. Be be good to each other. Thank you for giving this episode a listen. I think the moral of this story is that technology might just be better if Bluetooth didn't exist. Be on the lookout for our next episode as our three studios struggle to release weekly. Take care and we hope you tune in for the next one. Cheers.